At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Got an hour to go here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're doing well on this Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey in his new office. Josh Applebaum's going to be joining coming up in just a little bit. You know, just to circle back, because I was talking to Vinny, Michael, a little bit about the uh, Suns Lakers game tonight. And he said, you know, m- most of the betters here are just waiting on the status update of AD. He's going to give it a go. Right. Uh, how effective oh, he is. How, what's he saving it for? I mean, he can't save what's it exactly. What's he saving it for, right? Uh, but the LeBron walking off, just as an aside, he built this team. So if you're frustrated with the pieces, you ship pieces you didn't want out. And you sh- and the reason he's in LA is because he has complete autonomy. Right, no doubt. No, I mean, look, it's uh, that's not how you behave. I mean, you know, that's this. I think it's a horrible example to set for for any young player, and we we see it all the time. I mean, you know, his actions, people, you know, want to emulate LeBron, and they act. And this is not what it is a team sport. I mean, it's you know, look, you lost, you stay in there, you take your medicine. I know you're disappointed, but what are you going to do about it? You know, I mean, you got to have to play better. I'm sure that they are, everybody knows they got to play better. I'm sure they'll play much better tonight. But to me, uh, you know, look, I think to me, that's an immature way to act. Yeah, 100%. Now, is it immature for Coach K to suck up all the energy and do a a one-year 
farewell tour in college basketball? You tell me. I have a little fun with Coach K, but he is taking a victory lap as he'll retire after the conclusion yeah. of the next college basketball season. Now, here's what he's going to do. He's going to get frustrated when the, all the attention before every game and they're handing him rocking chairs and cowboy hats wherever he goes. He's going to say, oh, I don't want the attention. Well, why did he do this now? Do you have an idea as to why announce that you're going to step down after a year? Because uh, you want the attention? Thank you. I mean, I don't know why else you would. I think you ride into the sunset, don't you? And then I don't know how the mechanics of it work, you know? Are they gonna are they gonna recruit one and done kids again like they've been doing, which doesn't fit their program, but they've been doing it because Kentucky does it and they want to win a national championship? I think this is an interesting time. Look, the guy deserves all the props, all the praise. With a remarkable career at Duke, 42 years, sensational program that he built. No one knew Duke basketball until he got there, and you know, and what he's been able to do, the impact on a lot of those players' lives. They don't talk about him. The Jay Billises, the Grand Hills don't talk about him in reverence. Because because he was not instrumental in their life. He was, and he deserves it. But I do think it's kind of outside this personality to Agreed. be so, uh, to take this victory lap, to kind of, to, to go into, you know, to Cameron, you know, to stay there at the home games and then go on the road and, you know, like you said, take the rocking chair. It just doesn't fit for me. But, you know, look, it's what he wants to do. So he's going to be able to do it because he is Duke basketball. It's just crazy starting his 42nd year. And he looks, let's be fair to him, whatever he's drinking, whatever water he's drinking, he looks good, right? He's he's 75, yeah, he he's 75 years old, uh, five yeah, national I mean, he's championships. Got good he's got great energy, but as you he know, mentioned. Pat, uh, but he went outside. I mean, I think he's outside his comfort zone. I mean, this one, that, that's not who he is. You know, I think... I think there's certain challenges that we face as, as coaches, as team builders. You've got to build the team in the style of what you want to be able to. This is, he's a teacher, you know, and you can't teach players that are one and done. It's just they want to get the year over. They want to get to pro basketball. They don't really want to hear about it. They think they know all the answers. I mean, I was watching, uh, you know, a, a video on, on just talking about this thing, and I think their body language says, look, I just, I just came for one year. And I think that Duke going that way was not the right way for Duke to go. I think Duke needs to be able to use its development of players, coach play. They're not Kentucky. Calipari's really good at that one and done. I mean, he gets it. He understands it. I think they have to be more like Kansas and integrate Michigan. I mean, we're seeing those schools. They're not all just everybody leaves after one year. And the transfer portal is just scary. And you saw Roy Williams call it a career not too long ago. I think the transfer portal, which is the the easiness, how easily kids can just leave now is frustrating these coaches as well. It, it really is. But you could also get better quickly in the transfer portal. I mean, you get better. I mean, Arkansas, you know, picked up two franchise, two really good players in the transfer portal to replace the players they lost. So you can improve your team dramatically in that portal. Yep, 100%. Okay, got plenty to do. We'll get to the NFL stories of the day. Of course, Josh Applebaum, I mentioned he's going to be joining us. I want to talk about Steven's transition. Somebody that knows about the front office, of course, is Michael Lombardi as Brad Stevens heads from the sidelines of the front office. And we welcome you in. It is the Lombardi line. Here's a question for you. What, what do Reggie White, Herschel Walker, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, and Donald Trump have in common? No, it's not political, Michael. What do they have in common? The USFL. I mean, I'm so old, Patrick, that I can remember we had a draft of the USFL players when the league folded. Uh, and we had it in June. 
And we, the, I was at the 49ers. We took Derek Crawford, a wide receiver from Memphis. We couldn't take any of the Los Angeles Express players because Don Klosterman and Coach Walsh were so close. You know, he didn't want to kind of upset them. So, uh, you know, we, we basically uh, didn't take any of those. So, uh, you know. It, it, it was a great, it was a league that, you know, I think a spring league is certainly in place. I mean, I'm excited for it, especially with spring betting. I mean, who couldn't want to watch football in the spring? We know it's the dominant league. So it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. And with the partnership of a TV network like Fox being a part of it, it really gives it some sovereignty in terms of the being able to sustain itself. Unlike, you know, the last league with Bill Polian and put together, you know, along with uh, the Ebersol the Ebersol family. So after a four decade hiatus, the USFL plans to relaunch in spring of 2022. I will also say this, the XFL is planning a relaunch. Remember the rock, literally Dwayne Johnson is part of the part of the ownership and they plan a spring of 2022 relaunch as well. So we shall see if those two may merge uh, or what they plan on doing. But if we could just take a step back and we'll move forward. Um, the, the USFL, I, I think maybe you could explain this better than anybody that was that for a little window there in a vacuum, that league was unbelievable. Yeah, well, they were buying players. I mean, they were getting guys. I mean, Steve Young started there, Mike Rozier. I mean, there was a lot of good players in that league. I mean, they were buying players. They got them to come out. They developed them. They had coaches there. Lindy Infante was a coach. They were developing coaches. They were developing front office. Carl Peterson at the Philadelphia Star, he started there, went on to Kansas City to build a good build, build a good program there. So there was a lot of – it was almost – I wouldn't want to call it a minor league, but it was ultimately a lot of – talented people they didn't they took guys that were you know wanted to make a career and brought them into that league and you know through the right ownership groups they were all different owners you know in the in the xfl it was one owner vince mcmahon and that didn't work you know so it's got to find a way to have some competitive balance within it but it, to me it, it means more jobs for younger coaches it means more chances for you to work at your craft and get better and that's what that league did that league provided coaches executives and players well i do know this the next spring league you do well to put v sin in a little corner there in the left or right hand side of your while the game's being played because the most important component of a spring league will be the ability to bet in game there is no doubt about that no doubt no doubt and we're going to have by the time 2022 comes around i would be surprised if there wasn't you know I'll, maybe 80 percent of the country had legalized betting in their state so as that ventures out i mean look that was all what the xfl was about was the betting have it on your app be able to bet be able to you know take part in watching the game. I mean, I think we're headed there for sure. Yeah, 100%. Okay, now, I did it again, Steph. I say 100% too often. Now, as we transition, 100% transition, uh, we knew something <laughs> had to change. We knew something. I got my I got my hiccups. We knew something had to change with the Celtics. It, listen, to say listless, list, I, I don't really know how to explain just the overall vibe. They were never fully healthy this year, and Tatum really played well after I kind of crushed him as far as being a superstar. Uh, but something had to change. 18 years of age. Had a wonderful run, Michael. Won a championship. Probably should have won two. Rebuilt with the trade of Garnett and Pierce when he fleeced Billy King and the Nets. Uh, he steps aside. That, not necessarily a bombshell, but certainly Stevens leaving after eight seasons, the sideline to head to the front office and be in charge of basketball ops. That was a bombshell. 
No doubt. Uh, and, and, you know, we heard all the year about Brad Stevens. Remember the report coming out that he was going to go back to Indiana to coach? Sure. So you got to believe there was some truth to that, you know, because you can just hear what Brad said about him being tired of the whole, the essence of what the heck was going on with the bubble and how hard it is to coach the players and challenging going back to Indiana. So I, I, I'm not saying that was a bad story. I think there was some truth to that story, which then may have led to this story. You know what I'm saying, Patrick? Yeah. I think that maybe, maybe Indiana went after him and he said, hey, look, if I can't do something here, then I don't. And I think Brad, I know Brad, I spoke at his clinic two years ago. Brad's a deep thinker. Brad's a thoughtful person. He, he's got an ability to understand the short term and understand the long term, which is what you have to do as an executive. And I think he has an intimate knowledge of the roster. And so, therefore, he's going to be able to make some decisions that are going to benefit his new coach and partnership with his coach because he's going to understand the plight of his new coach. He's going to understand the challenges that awaits the new coach. And I think that that's going to be critical. So maybe you can ease the Celtic fans' mind a little bit. The transition of Stevens to the front office, I actually think it's wonderful. He is analytics-based. He's 44 years old. He's he's young. He heads up there. He knows the roster intimately, so there's going to be a connection there. You, you know him a bit. You spoke at his camp. Tell us a little something about just the temperament and why you think it'll work from a front office perspective with Stevens in the front office. Well, I think he understands that the ultimate goal is to win a championship, but really the ultimate goal is to build it the right way. Like the pieces, you know, have to fit a certain way. And I think he gets that. And I think he probably understands what the coach will be going through in terms of I've got to win right away, I've got to win right away, I've got to win right away. That's a coaching mentality where Brad, I never thought he was from that vein. I think Brad's a teacher at heart. I think he's patient. I think he's got a lot of Belichickian in him in terms of how he's going to process information. And then I think the most important hire he's going to make is hiring somebody that he can go along that's a teacher that can develop some of these skills. I mean, look, you know, we saw some of their players in the recent drafts. We saw Pritchard. We saw Lankford out there on the court. You know, they traded. They drafted Lankford, the 14th overall pick in the draft. They traded Thibel to Philadelphia. You know, would they rather have Thad Thibel or Grant Williams? I mean, you answer that question. Mm-hmm. I think there's been some error in judgments on some of these drafts that I think Danny hasn't quite been in tune. I mean, you know, you go back to the 16th draft. I think they had like eight or nine picks in that one draft. I mean, from Jalen Brown to some guy that I met, two players that are European that are still not playing. You know, you have all these picks. How do you get them all worked within the roster and how you do that? So you got to think short-term, you got to think long-term. I think Brad will be up for the challenge. I think he'll be really good. He did move back and grab Tatum, so he'll get credit for that one. Uh, He's done a good job. Drafted Jalen Brown, of course. That injury really hurt the Celtics this year. I don't think they were beating the Nets with Jalen Brown this year, uh, but certainly just uh, something had to change and big changes there in Seatown as Brad Stevens to the front office. Ainge, and I don't, it's a drug for you guys. This, the, the, he, he may go back. What is he, 61? And by the way, Danny Ainge, you could speak to this better than anybody. One of the greatest athletes in the history of America. I mean, the guy, I think yeah, he ended baseball. up, yeah. he played baseball, played football, played basketball. I think he ended up on the Blue Jays roster. I mean, he was remarkable. BYU, basketball, baseball. I mean, one of Red Arback's great picks. I think he picked him in, in, as a future, you know, and, and he was, you know, tempted to play baseball, but 
I mean, look, he and he was a good, I mean, 18 years being a general manager in the NBA, winning a title. I mean, it's been a really good run for him. And I think, you know, getting Tatum, he's got a marquee player, but you know how this thing goes. You've got to have other guys. I think when they signed Kemba Walker, I thought, wow, that's a really good signing. But Kemba Walker's broken down. He won't go to the rim anymore. His body's kind of beat up. You know, and some of these guys that they're picked, I mean, you could say, well, you know, that you can't get great players in the draft. Well, you know, if he holds on to Thibault and doesn't, you know, doesn't draft Grant Williams, maybe he has at least a perimeter defender. You know, Thibault needs to shoot better, but Thibault's a better player for Philly than anybody they've got in that 19 draft. Okay. I think I'd get electrocuted if we didn't get a daily update on two human beings, one being Julio Jones. So we'll start there. Give me some dirt, man. (laughs) Give me some juice. You have it. You know what's happening with Julio. Every team's involved at this point. I I know Seattle's aggressive. Baltimore's not. Baltimore Baltimore apparently is not involved. I mean, here's the reality. I mean, here's the simple reality of the situation. If the Falcons had a first-round pick on the table for Julio, the deal would have been consummated. If the Falcons had anything that remotely interests them, they would do it. Teams are worried about the $37 million coming down the road. Fans hear Julio and they say, oh, my God, we can get Julio. Well, that'd be great if we got the 2016 version of Julio, not the 21 version that has $37 million of money to, to him, and he's got a history of, uh, of durability issues going down the road. So that's the biggest hang-up. And the Falcons are asking to get paid a premium for a guy who may not be a premium player any longer. It's as simple as that. It's a waiting game. And I think a lot of people are just walking away from it. I don't think there's multiple teams interested as much as the worldwide leader wants to tell you, you know, Seattle's talking to him, but Atlanta wants a one. Well, Seattle doesn't even have a one. How could, why would Seattle be engaged? Seattle's got to sign KJ Wright before they sign Julio Jones. That's taking $37 million on till they sign KJ Wright. I mean, they got to save money for their team. And we know the cap isn't going to go up very much. Wow, their numbers shortened up. If we can throw those numbers up, Steph, I didn't realize the Seahawks over at Bet Online plus one fifty. My oh, goodness, this is the noise. I mean, we've talked about this. This is the noise that has come from the outside. Is how does this work? You know, how does it work? You know, they got to have to sign Metcalf to an extension. How do you sign Metcalf to extension and take Julio on at thirty-seven million for three? And, How do you solve that problem? Yeah, and for years, wide receiver was kind of a question mark, but is it anymore with Seattle? I mean, Metcalf, they just re-signed Lockett, I believe. It's its not like they're bereft of talent there. No, they're not. That's not their issue. Their issue is protection of the quarterback. Their issue is keeping the quarterback healthy. Their issue is pass rush on defense. Julio doesn't give them – it gives them more offense, but at what cost? Nobody wants to fill in the line, fill in the blanks. Now, Titans are two to one. The Patriots were your betting favorite. They're now three to one. The Ravens, you mentioned, they're out. They're five and a half to one. Now, there's your team lurking, who you've been kind of mentioning along the way, and the 49ers. The two teams that you've kind of liked are a team we can get a price on the Raiders at nine to one and the 49ers at 10 to one. Well, I mean, look. The, the Raiders make the Raiders don't make sense in the sense that they they've got a lot of money tied up at the receiver position. They make sense in the sense that John Gruden can't help himself with receivers. So you know, and I think that's ultimately the case. But as we look at the Raiders right now, I mean, the Falcons have less than a half a million dollars of cap room. They've got to do something. The Raiders would have to move money around in order to sign him. He's at fourteen. 
He's at 14. They're at 4 million over the cap to sign all their rookies and to go into the season. They're going to need more than that. Because remember, once the season starts, it's no longer the top 51 salaries. It's everybody counts on the cap. So you're going to need some room. You know, the Falcons, the Saints, they need room. The Bucks need room. They're going to need room to sign all their draft voices before they come through this. So, you know, to me, the teams that have the room, the Broncos, the Jets, the Brownies, you know, the Chargers, they got two receivers. They're paying a ton of money to the 49ers have 17 million. They could take Julio on right now. But the problem is, what do they do next year? The Patriots have 16 million. You know, they have 16 million. They have 16 million of room. I think they just redid Gilmore's contract. So now that they have actually, you know, and he's due to make 7 million. So they, they just basically have to redo his deal to create more cap room as they move forward. Cause he's in the last year of his contract at 31 years old. Educated guests are the Patriots involved in this. I don't think they are because I think the salaries are concerned to them. I do. I think the salaries are concerned in terms of how do they fit it in. Again, once again, the Patriots are not going to look at this as a one-year solution. They're going to look at this as where are we in two years? Taking a 31-year-old player that we know would make our team better next year, can he stay healthy? What's our risk? What's our reward? Can we get some of the money prorated into active roster bonus? Okay. And I think that's really the question. Couple couple wrinkles here. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. One, Bill Berman can get off of Greg Roman's back because guess what? Little wrinkle, he's putting Lamar Jackson under center this season. So we know we joke about Bill Berman not being a big fan of the play calling there with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, since 2018, that being Jackson's rookie year, he took the fewest snaps under center across the league. Uh, what does this mean? I, I get, we'll try to apply it to the better. What does it mean if he's going to be under center, center more? I think it's going to mean he could. We've been talking about this on the show forever, Patrick. Him under center means that you have a play action pass game, a better play action, a harder play action pass game where you can draw the defenders in and then you could separate the defense and that will allow him to throw the ball on the outside quadrants of the field. When you look at Lamar Jackson's hit chart, which is where he throws the football to the outside quadrants of the field, down the field, 20 yards down the field, those areas, he averages right around under six yards per attempt on, on the left side. He's under five yards under six attempt, right? So he doesn't make big plays down the field. Everything he does is in the middle of the field. And when you can get some play action, you got a chance to throw the ball outside the numbers, which will open up the inside of the part of the field for him. So he needs to do it. He did it. He did it a lot at Louisville more than you think. But when you get so caught up into the RPOs, you know, you become very limited in what you can do in the passing game in terms of play action. I think this is a smart move. This is something I, I've been harping on this for two years now. I've wrote about it in The Athletic. It's We've lost our way a little bit with college football being an RPO league. We need to get under center. Baker Mayfield got under center. Yeah, he was much better example. last year because of it. That's a great because, example. And I kept saying that because he's so short. He needs to be under center. Kyler Murray would be better under center to separate the defense and allow him to see down the field. That's why Drew Brees was under center. Come off that play action. But, but wow, I didn't realize. So you take a look there at the schedule for the Ravens. It looks like that that total on the over 10 and a half has been juiced up to 150. So that's at BetMGM. Uh, you got to lay a pretty big price if you think they're going to win 11 or more. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, that when you see the schedule and you think, well, you know, but they're defensively, they're good. You know, they're, they've got the, they, they're, 
you know, they got the Bengals twice, so that always helps. How good are the Steelers? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you start looking at that schedule, and you just think that, you know, you got a better chance with it. Very consistent organization, no doubt. Jackson goes under center. Mm-hmm. Michael Lombardi likes it. When we come back, Rodgers, and we'll get into his leans. Michael's tonight in the NBA. It's the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The third and final leg of the Triple Crown is this Saturday, and First Bet is the perfect place to start your betting action. You can sign up now. You get analysis and wagering on every race, AI-assisted picks, secure payments, intensive customer service, and a reliable website. It's all brought to you by ExpressBet. And to celebrate Belmont Stakes, First Bet is giving you $20 in free bets for all new users, okay? So you sign up now through June 5th using the promo code VEGAS20. Also, everybody who redeems this $20 free bet will also get full access to the VEASAN subscription for free. Go to vsin.com slash horses for details. That's vsin.com slash horses for more details. Don't forget to use the promo code Vegas20. We will be joined by our horse racing experts, Jeremy Plunk, tomorrow here on the Lombardi line. And, of course, the legend Millie Ball will join us on Saturday as the Lombardi line. Of course, Saturday and Sunday, 10 East, right here on vsin, the sports betting network. We love Millie Ball. You'd hate to be... Matt LaFleur right now, weird transition, but it's unenviable because he constantly. I, I don't want to transition though, Patrick. How about, I want to know, I mean, give me your, give me your sleeper in the Preakness. I know you've been doing a lot of research on this. I mean, we can, Matt, Matt LaFleur's not going anywhere. We'll get his butt later. I mean, tell me what you're thinking about on the Preakness. Well, the Preakness, I, I will definitely get it right because it happened three weeks ago. No, I'm sorry. The Belmont. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I, I lost I'm, it. I'm playing. I'm playing with you. Let me, let, let if I'm. If, I, if I'm being honest with you, I'll have to give you the answer tomorrow because I haven't quite hammered out my plays, okay. but I, I can do that for That's you tomorrow. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do, I'll do some research on it too. Yeah, we've got – Ron Bauer is the favorite on the board, of course, but we've got um, – we, uh, we love doing it. Millie does a great job on Saturday. Jeremy Plunk tomorrow. Yep. Big news out of horse racing, Michael, you saw yesterday. Uh, so Bass the split, it, yeah. sa- split sample came back on Medina Spirit, and uh, did they did find the substance, which was what we assumed, and he's banned for two years, so we can't run for two years at Churchill Downs. It's all independent, so we don't know what's going to happen in California, New York, and others, uh, but it looks like he's banned now for two years from Churchill Downs can't run in the Kentucky Derby the next two years did it did the, the Medina spirit lose all her income and everything in the in the race because of it it was bad hay for her. we know that right yeah no doubt no doubt <laughs> it, was, mm. it was definitely bad okay so we'll we got you covered and I definitely will have my place tomorrow right here on the Lombardi line for the Belmont which is it lacks a little juice obviously you always want the two the the two uh Preakness, as you mentioned, in the Kentucky Derby going into the Belmont, it's, it adds to the juice when those two were won by the same horse. But this year we enter a little bit differently. Okay, Lafleur, quickly. I, there is no, there is yeah. no update, is there, on Rogers? Mandatory no. camp next week. He's not going to show up to that. I mean, nothing really counts. I mean, you could find him for not showing up to camp. Deshaun Watson, you, anything that happens in the offseason other than the mini camp is voluntary. So nothing really until he must report to training camp. Under contract, players must report. Then at that point, then at that point, the, the, the team can say, okay, you're in violation of your contract. We can fine you X amount of dollars per day, plus we can insist on getting your roster bonus money, your signing bonus money started back because you violated your contract. You, you basically have caused your contract to have problems. So, and then once you start missing games, you miss game checks, Plus, you start paying signing bonus money back. So that becomes a real issue. And I think that's where the Packers have all the leverage in the story. Do you think they'll find him? They can find him like a hundred grand. Do you think they'll actually find him, or does that they don't want to poke the bear? Well, I, I think what they'll I mean, it depends. If you don't find him, then what 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 happens when the next guy shows exactly. up? Exactly. 
and he doesn't want to come to camp, right? So you got to have to have some way to where you can answer the question. I mean, you know, LeBron doesn't get fined for violating the COVID, but yet Perlingus does. I mean, there's really, that's an imbalance. You've got to have some consistencies. That's why we have rules. You've got to adhere to them. Okay, I want to get your, before Josh is coming on next, so I want to get your play, your leans, and then we'll get more into them. Quickly on Suns-Lakers, I'll give you two with the Lakers laying it. You know, I, I lean towards taking the Lakers here. I just think I think he'll play. I think Anthony Davis will play, and I think they'll play their hearts out. I think it's hard to beat a champion, and they're home. I think they'll win tonight. I think it's a hard game for them. I lean Lakers here. Okay, okay. I like the over, too, Patrick. Do, me, too. Over 207, which has been bet down from 208 and a half. We'll contrast that with Josh. And also, how about the Trailblazers laying five at home tonight, game six? I'm going to go Trailblazers here. I just don't trust them. I don't trust them to be really uh, Denver Nuggets to be mentally tough. I'm going to go Trailblazers in a game. I don't like laying. That's a lot of points to lay, but I'll do, I'll do it with the Trailblazers tonight. Okay. Two home teams for Michael Lombardi. Where's Josh Applebaum? Where's Mr. Walenda? We'll find out next right here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. So it's perfect time to work on cash and tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds analysis for every game. VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails, which come right to your inbox, which is awesome. Now's the time to start your free trial. Take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Hope you're having a great Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. We head to Jersey, say hi to Michael, and then to New England and say hi to Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the podcast. Look, he looks sharp today. You can go to vcin.com slash podcast and check out the new one, which dropped an hour and a half ago. Hi, Josh. How are you? Patrick, Michael, I'm doing great. And yeah, Patrick, I'm trying to up my wardrobe around here. So I'm trying to get to your level because you're a very uh, sharp looking guy. But uh, Michael, real quick, I got to ask you, Michael, how's the move going? You doing okay? How's the new office? You feeling good? We're doing good, Josh. Yeah, I mean, thanks for coming down and helping me. Really appreciate it. You know, I mean, I I, I was watching, looking for you on Asbury Avenue. I never saw you, but that's okay. We got it. We covered it. Everything's taken care of. I figured you were of. too busy walking that type wire. You know, you probably would have oh, just yeah. did a rope across the street and just zip logged over here. You know, you know. <laughs> well, Linda. <What> a- <laughs> yeah. Josh, let's get an update as we get it started today. Got plenty to get to, of course, some baseball, uh, but a little market report to start us off. Yeah, so guys, obviously two huge games tonight. Uh, So let's just start with Denver and the Portland Trailblazers. Some interesting things we're seeing for this game. So look at the West first round. Obviously, this is game six. This is a big opportunity for the Nuggets to close out the Blazers. But I think you're looking at kind of a sharp opportunity if you want to sweat and back uh, Portland here tonight. So number one, Line movement has been toward the Blazers in this one. A lot of books open minus four, even four and a half, all these 
fours got up to four and a half quickly, and you're seeing a lot of four and a halfs now go up to five. So pretty much all this movement has been toward Portland in this one, guys. Um, you also have a great bet split, and this is something we talk about a lot on the show, but if you can have a, a lower amount of bets but a higher percentage of dollars, to me that's always a good sign of some sharper money coming in. So at BetMGM, we're seeing the Blazers only getting around 53% of bets, so the public's kind of split down the middle, yet the Blazers are getting 64% of the money. So that kind of tells you these bigger, sharper wagers might be coming in here on the Blazers here tonight. This would match a system that I've loved this postseason, a short favorite five or less. They've gone 18 and six against the spread so far this playoff, 75%. And also, Michael, this one really reminds me of um, game four in Portland, almost a carbon copy. Remember, Portland won that game 115.95, big blowout win. Almost the same line movement where Portland opened like minus three and a half, minus four, got up to four and a half. Same exact thing happening here. But the other thing, guys, the total's intriguing because the over is three and one this series. And obviously last game was crazy with those double overtimes. Yet this thing's fallen a little bit, 228 and a half down to 227 and a half. If you want to bet the over anyway, though, when the total is 220 or more, the over is 19 and eight this postseason, 70.4%. So, Michael, what do you think? Is this a spot to back the Blazers kind of in a zigzag spot at home to even it up? And what do you think about that total here tonight? Well, you know, the thing I think why the total's going down, I mean, this reminds me of the game in May 29th. Portland was, uh, you know, four and a half point favorite in that game. It, the line, it was 115.95, so it closed at 200, right? I mean, that's that's what it did. I mean, excuse me, 210. It was it closed to 210, and and that was a game that Portland dominated from the middle of the second quarter all the way through the third and took it away from them. I think it took the heart out of them. You know, they had a 10-point lead at the half, 57-47. And they were able to shoot really well from the floor. They were 50% field goal percentage, whereas the, the, the Nuggets were just 34. I, I, to me, Josh, I like the under, and I also like the fact that Portland being able to go in there and just out-tough them. I just really worry about the toughness of the Denver Nuggets, especially in adverse situations. I think when you see that, I think that's what shows up. Now, you know, they're always good when they get play at home. They had the overtime game. They close as a two-point favorite at home. But to me, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately when you're playing in Portland, I think the under is a better play. Hey, Josh, real quick on that, just to corroborate what Michael's saying, you know, game four went under. It's the one other, the one game to go under in the series. Game five was headed straight under. Uh, the insane fourth quarter where Dame went nuts and then to double overtime pushed it over. But we were looking at two straight unders, which shows the teams to Michael's point, kind of buckling down, understanding each other a little bit here. Yeah. Great point by you guys. And the more I dig into it, you know, I do have a system here. When you get deep into the playoffs, you get to game six, game seven. So, you know, historically kind of an autoplay for me is game seven unders. Number one, you've had a taxing series. You're probably tired tired legs. You also really locked down on defense. So to your guys' credit, if you want to sweat this under, this total has dropped 228 and a half to 227 and a half. But if you go the past decade, if you add game six and game seven, Adam combined the under in game six and seven in the NBA playoffs last decade, 107 and 75, that's 59%. So to your credit guys, that late series under would match tonight. It just gives me heartburn just because of, uh, you know, some of these over trends to the over, but I'm, I'm with you. It looks like the market is telling you some under money. The, the number there in Los Angeles, uh, Vinny told us right before he left, you know, a lot of betters waiting to see on AD, but Michael has pointed out astutely, he's going to go tonight. Now, what you're getting from him, you're, you're, you're getting a dude with a busted up hammy and groin. So the machinations here, we're sitting two. Do you expect that? Where do you expect that to end up? 
Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the question here is Anthony Davis, obviously, elephant in the room. He's questionable. you got to think you're forced for elimination. You know, he's going to give it a go tonight. But I'm with you guys. Like, how effective will he be? Uh, so that's a big question mark. I mean, I'm not trying to out my smart, outsmart myself, uh, myself too much on this one, guys. I mean, you have a Phoenix team who's coming off that big blowout win, 115-85 in game five, covered the four and a half. They're up 3-2 in the series. They're actually a minus 350 favorite to win the series now, Lakers plus 260. But really what I've seen is all movement toward the Suns in this one. A lot of books open, you know, Lakers minus three and a half, minus three. Uh, automatically overnight, I mean, last night, you, you can go back uh, 24 hours, the first immediate move was toward the Suns. Now, you can say that's Anthony Davis related, uh, but also you have seen these big moves in the playoffs are kind of rare, a full point or more or, or a point and a half. I kind of call it like a severe move. If you look at a, a full point move or more in the playoffs this year, it's a smaller sample, but eight and five ATS. So that's kind of telling you if it's big enough to move at a full point, those teams have covered at a decent clip. You look at it, kind of a severe move, a point and a half. That would be that three and a half down to two now. That's four and one ATS this playoff. So that would match your guys. You're also looking at maybe another under opportunity, Michael. This thing fell 208 and a half down to 207. The interesting thing is when it's a low total in the playoffs, it's been going under. When the total's 215 or less, the under's eight and one this playoff. So, Michael, what's your take here? I'm leaning Suns in the points. I'm leaning under. But, uh, but what do you think? What kind of impact can AD have? So if you go back to January 1st, 2020, uh, and, and all the games that they have played going up to this point, and that's 10 of them, counting the playoff games, counting the bubble. The last two games were the first two games that the Lakers shot less than 40%. I mean, every other game they shot within over 40, some in the 50s. So for me, I like the over a little bit, only because can the Lakers continue to shoot as poorly as they have the last two games? And with Anthony Davis back, we'll finish in the next segment. Yeah, we'll come back and get Michael's wrap-up on that. But he does like the over 207 in that Suns-Lakers game tonight. And also we'll look ahead to the Clippers-Mavs tomorrow right here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tonight's a night. Turn a dollar into 100 at BetMGM. The Lakers or Suns hit a three. If you sign up using the bonus code VSIN100, well, guess what? $100 paid for and free bets right in your account. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. It's very simple. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Tennessee, call or text redline 800-889-9789. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Again, 100 bucks tonight. Lakers or Suns hit a three. Use the bonus code VSIN100. We welcome you back on a Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Josh Applebaum joining now, but I want to give Michael an opportunity. He was finishing up his cap on that Lakers game. Likes the two lane, and he liked that over 207, Michael. I, I do. I just don't think the Lakers are going to – they shot 39.5% in the last game. Then they shot 34.5%. Now, both games, you know, they had the injuries. Davis doesn't play. His presence is going to let them shoot better. I mean, they've had games where they've shot over 50% against the Suns. Now, you know, that's typically what they do, and I think there'll be a reverse to the mean, and I think that mean will come back to them. I mean, look, let's face it. Uh, you know, they just haven't – you know, they shot 12 of 35 on three-pointers. The last time they played, you know, and then, then the other game, they're 13 for 40 on three pointers. They got to shoot better. They have to shoot better. And I think that they're capable of shooting better. And that's why I think the over could be a play here. I mean, it just isn't going to trend down if it now, if they don't shoot better, if they don't, they're going to lose the game and they're going to lose the series. And I think ultimately you might want to tie those together, tie the under, go under in Suns or go over in Lakers. Josh, the road teams have won all five between the Clippers and Mavs. So we head back to Dallas. That means the Clippers are going to go ahead and win there. Well, the bookmakers believe it as, of course, Vinny set them at three here at the South Point. Pretty much three across the board with the Clippers on the opener. However, Mavs money, I'm seeing some twos 
pop up here. So the Mavericks are getting bet tomorrow night. Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. And again, this has just been that weird series where every road team is one. So again, I don't think you can just blindly take the Clippers because of that. Um, you know, this the updated series price here. If you think the Clippers now down three to two, big win by Doncic last night as a dog. If you think they can come back, they're plus 130 on the series price right now. Mavericks minus 160. Uh, but Patrick, I'm with you. You know, looking at this number, a lot of these books open around minus two and a half, three. Some two and a half's got up to three. You're starting to see a little bit of money come back in, as you mentioned, Patrick, on the Mavs, because some of these lines are pretty much two and a half across the board. So to me, the, the next move is, is important because if you start to see this thing and we have a full day, you know, it's nine o'clock tomorrow night uh, to see this action come in. But does this thing get down to, to one and a half? Does it rise back up? To three I think the next move is critical and if you do want to sweat the Clippers you have this road series um, you know system match but also uh, the short playoff favorite five or less you know they the Clippers have been in this spot a previous game when they were uh, on the road they catch that play as kind of a short road favorite same sort of thing here um, and then the other one guys real quick Michael your take on Bucks Nets because I don't know if they can set these totals high enough for this series guys the updated uh, series price here you're looking at Nets minus 200 to win this series Bucks plus 160 and for game one on Saturday night, a lot of these openers were three and a half, minus three and a half nets, some up to four. So I'm wondering if we have maybe a, a contrarian buy low opportunity on the Bucks plus the points. And that total, Patrick, is rising, 239, mm -hmm. some shops, 240. Uh, but Michael, what do you think? Do you Can the can the Bucks give the Nets a, a series here? Are you intrigued at all by that plus money series price? I, I am, Josh. I really am. I think if they play it, they make Durant, and if they make all three of those guys play consistent defense on the other end where they really become tired. That You know, they played 41, 40 minutes in the other games. They never looked tired to me. They were well-rested. They seemed like they were comfortable. They never were out of breath. I think you got to force the pace a little bit. The Nets will walk the ball up the court. The Nets aren't looking, you know, they're going to get in their half-court set. Harden's going to shoot a three. It's an AAU game. they got three guys who can make plays anywhere on the court. You got to force them to play outside and force them into a team where they rotate the ball, move the ball around, make them play defense. I, I just think to me, Milwaukee can do that. And I think that'll be the challenge. I think a lot of people in the league see this game as a opportunity to where if you don't push the pace on the nets, make them play defense, get them tired, you know, and they can play their AAU game, which means all their stars can score from anywhere on the court and work one-on-one, -on -one, then you're going to be hard to beat. I think Milwaukee can force them out of that comfort zone. Yeah, they may not win the series, but I think Milwaukee plus 160 is a gift here, Josh. I just think they can do whatever the nets want to do. I think they're going to be able to do it. Can they do it better? I, I don't know because the nets have three of the great scorers of all time. Um, as far as the size are we seeing a little bit of Nets movement? Did it open three and a half? Are we now up to four? Yeah, just a small move there, Patrick. Again, you know, we're very early on. I think the, the biggest thing to, for me is that probably odds makers set the perfect number here because there really hasn't been an immediate move once this opener dropped. Like, you know, Lakers-Suns game, immediate move was there to the Suns, three and a half, two and a half, two, that sort of thing. So I think maybe it, it's a couple days ahead, but obviously, you know, Sharps have their numbers, with, you know, ready to go. And when they see an opener that's off, they hit it. So the only thing slightly was that some books were minus three and a half up to minus four. A lot of them were just four to begin with. Uh, but again, that's going to be a primetime matchup. And I uh, can't wait to bet that one because I think that the Bucks are kind of in a good spot as an underdog member. They've been a favorite in the playoffs, you know, a top seed. They've had disappointing results. Now they kind of get to play that underdog role and just kind of have the let the Nets have all the pressure. Maybe that benefits in, uh, them in this series.
Okay. I, I think besides pressure, though, Josh, I think what they have to do is force the pace. I think you got to wear out the Nets. If they're going to play their three guys 40 minutes in every game, you've got to feel like you got to wear them down. you got to take the game and take it to them and let them not get away with playing Blake Griffin or playing their guys, you know, and, and force them to really have to play defense and force them to play a style of basketball that they're not comfortable with playing. I think the Bucks can do that. I think the Bucks can play that and make them really work hard on every possession that's critical you got to do that every possession because if they can just come down and and work their isolation basketball games and do get their offense they're fine they're going to be tough they get rest they don't move on defense yeah like the bucks here the quickly then we'll get to baseball we'll see if the catchers made the move uh, i can tell you right it's now it's right here it is okay good i can tell you right now josh applebaum tonight stanley cup playoffs is betting boston and he's betting tampa bay i'll tell you why boston open 127 they're up to 150 a couple books have him above 150 uh, so he will bet his boston bruins and then tampa bay open right around 138 they're up to 158 at a couple of books so he'll be betting the lightning josh call me a liar uh, you are not a liar, Patrick. You're honest, Abe, my man. Uh, I'm totally with you. <laughs> Both the Bruins uh, and Tampa Bay, pretty good line moves if you want to sweat these favorites. Again, Patrick, you mentioned it. Bruins, minus 125, up to around minus one. They're actually now minus, wow, they're up to minus 150. Yep. Before, like 20 minutes ago, they're minus 140. So uh, more steam coming in there on Boston. Also, Tampa Bay, you mentioned it, Patrick, like minus 135 up to minus 150. You have seen, now it didn't hit last night with the Winnipeg Jets, uh, but Favorites with line move in their favor this this season have done well, 22 and 12, 65%. Also, Patrick, I'm a little intrigued by maybe the over in the Bruins game. It's at five, and you've seen these fives do very well. When you have a really low total of five, it is juiced up over, uh, but the five over, when you have a five in the playoffs this year, it's 4-0-1 oh, to the over. The opposite there for the Tampa Bay game, maybe a lower scoring game. That's a five and a half with an under really juiced to minus 130. And in that Tampa Bay series, uh, both both games have been two to one, low scoring. Also, I like Tampa Bay a little bit. Carolina might be missing Trocheck. He's one of their best, uh, one of their best centermen, and also Niederreiter could be out there too. So a little chalkier, Patrick, but uh, that has been cashing here in the NHL playoffs. Well, there you have it, Josh. Great job. I heard in the background uh, the mitt that I believe Michael Lombardi We're stole here. from the Black Sox scandal. Uh, back in the day, yes, there, here. Look right it, here. there it is, Mr. Baseball, is. <laughs> yep, we're here. New, a new office. What Berman, do you got? Berman I, tried to steal it from it. Berman oh, tried to steal it from me, but you know, I, off, I mean, Berman. I won't let him go out and play with it. You know? Yep. Yeah, I know. But anyway, now I know so you were, we I know yeah, you were, comb, I know you were combing the major league baseball board. Uh, my text that you sent me was at three twelve AM. So you were up early yes. looking at the board. What'd you land on? Well, you know, I like the run line today. I like the I like the Tigers today. I like the Tigers and the run line. I think that that is something that I want to consider because I, I think when you look at this matchup with the Tigers today, hold on here, Patrick. I yep, get my Casey Mize on the you know, bump for the Tigers. You see it there catching a run exactly. and a half. Exactly. Okay. Casey Mize is to me. I, I like him. I, I think it's he's you know he's pitched well. Now the White Sox lineup is better than the Yankees. And the last time he pitched, he pitched extremely well. And he and, and but I think he's the best starter for the Tigers. I think he'll give the White Sox a little bit of trouble, even though their lineup is better. I'm going to go the run line in the Tigers. Okay, catch the run and a half with Casey Mize on the bump. You lay a dollar fifteen. I like it as well. Casey Mize, as far as Tiger fans, he is our hope. He is everything, and he is legit. His ball has insane movement. Josh, you like taking the run and a half with the Tigers tonight? 
I do. And I think Michael, the great point by you, you know, sometimes a lot of wise guys, what they'll do is they'll with these huge, huge dogs or huge, huge, huge favorites. They'll go run line because again, the run line is the spread in baseball. It's the dog getting one and a half, the favorite laying one and a half. And sometimes in these spots, you can say to yourself, so number one, I, le I like the tiger spot anyway, just because you know me, it's a gross contrarian play. You've had some movement toward the tigers. A lot of these books open like white Sox, like minus 200 kind of stayed where they're at, even dipped to like minus 195 right now. Uh, but the other kicker here is that divisional road dog. And if you're getting the plus one and a half, you're only laying minus 115. So Michael, I'm with you. I think you, you uncovered a good spot there where, hey, they don't have to win. They can lose by one, but you still win your bet at kind of a just a like regular it. juice price. Yeah, basically. I like it too. I like it as well. Josh, you got three baseball bets. Go ahead and fire them off. Yeah, first one here, guys, coming up soon, uh, Red Sox and the Houston Astros. So this has been a big Astros series so far. They're 3-0 and against my Sox. They've uh, uh, won every game going for the sweep here today. But I think if you want to bet the Sox today, I think you're, you're in a good line move here because the Astros open around minus 125. They've been bet down to around minus 117. Kind of a split ticket count, but it looks like some of these bigger wagers are coming in on the Sox. Uh, they would match as a road dog with a high total. Good historically, a buy low dog off a loss versus opponent off a win. Also, Boston, 12 and 6 is a dog and 16 and 10 on the road. I think the fact that they've lost three straight, you're kind of maybe buying low on them. But Michael, I like this pitching matchup. Uh, you look at Perez, Martin Perez, lefty for the Sox, 3.55 ERA. He's been pretty decent. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, he's been getting lit up, ERA around seven. There you have it. Mr. Baseball is going to play two. He's got the mitt. He's got the new office. He's ready to go. Michael, great job. I'll see Patrick, you. Thank you. Yes, awesome thank you. Awesome job. Thank, thank you. you. I'll see you tomorrow, Michael. Josh, looking dapper. We'll see you tomorrow as well. M Lombardi NFL. Josh underscore insights. We're at VEASAN Live. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi line. The Nuts is coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.